Welcome to Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving podcast series by Tarika Foundation. I am Dr. Lena Khanzode, a child psychiatrist, uh, your host for this podcast series, and I'm interviewing Gayatri Narayanan, a parent educator. So Gayatri has walked us through multiple different mindful parenting techniques, and in today's session, we are going to focus on a very important topic, and it's repairing the rupture in the relationship with your child. So Gayatri, I was reflecting on our last episode on anger and emotional regulation for a powerful emotion like anger. And I was thinking you really beautifully walked us through a few steps. Like I think by practicing mindfulness, we can almost always prevent it if we are really in tuned with a good daily practice and really being aware of our emotions as they are building. And then you did talk about, okay, so when we do get angry, which um, happens to all of us, um, how we take care of that. You talked through beautifully the neuroscience model behind that and then some sensory motor tools to help us calm down and like manage the anger or regulate our emotion. So I'm thinking about situations where we've kind of gone way past those steps. We couldn't prevent it. We couldn't stop it or manage it when it happened. And now it's like we are at the other side where the damage is done, where the toxic expression of anger has caused a lot of disconnect and sadness in the relationship, whether it's with your child or with anybody in the family or with your friends, any relationship for that matter. So is there a way to repair that rupture? Uh, is it like too late or can we do something about it? Yes, such, such an important question. And it, it's at the heart of, you know, the, the fundamental value that we care of in, in our relationships. We want to love each other. We want to be kind to each other. We want to uh, have that sense of connection and belonging with our families, with our children. And yet, Many times it happens that we lose it and it's being a human being, right? We get angry, we say and do things we don't mean to say and do. Uh, and sometimes it can be, it can be bad, it, you, know, you know, when people get violent, people yell and scream and it can be extremely frightening and it can create a lot of very, very uh, sort of deep wound in, in children, in ourselves. So it can be extremely toxic in that sense if it's not addressed. So it becomes really important then to bring that fundamental value back, which is to say, hey, I love my child. I love my family. I want to go back. I want to be able to reconnect. I want to be able to repair this rupture that happened. So how do you do that then? How do you repair a rupture when, when things have gone bad? So I'm not saying if, remember, I'm actually saying when, because it, it does happen. It's part of being in a family. Uh, so there's uh, four different kinds of a disconnection and rupture that can happen. Uh, one is what we call kind of an oscillating disconnection. And that, you know, that happens often where, for example, uh, the parent has a need for rest and relaxation and the child has a need for connection. And you're like, no, I don't have time for you right now. You know, go away, right? Or the other way around where you want to connect with your child and your child is like, get away from me. I'm playing my video game. I don't have time for you, right? So there's this kind of an oscillating back and forth disconnection that, that can happen quite often. Another kind of rupture that can happen is what we call a benign rupture, which is where, you know, it's just a misunderstanding where you meant to say something and your child understood it as 
something different or your child says something and you misunderstood it and then you know something goes wrong and and usually you can kind of fix that then and there you can actually just explain yourself and have yourself be understood in that moment so so that's kind of like you know lost messaging basically you know when the messages get crossed or you're not really understanding each other um, and then there's a third uh, category of uh, rupture which is related to uh, limits and you know we talked about uh, setting in a, a couple of episodes ago and that happens quite often where you know you've agreed on a limit you know you and your child have set something together you have a certain understanding and then something happens and the child is not able to keep to that limit and you know parent kind of says something and there's a back and forth that goes on and th- this is related to teaching your child appropriate behaviors things go wrong on in that area so that's the third kind and then the fourth kind is the the one that you know we need to be very careful about which is what we call a toxic rupture where the parent loses control uh, his or her emotions and the parent's behavior is uh, becomes very frightening for the child right like so if you start yelling or screaming or throwing or uh, hitting or you know things like that which can be extremely dangerous uh, both for you and for your child uh, so that's what you call a toxic rupture uh, so those are four different categories of ruptures that happen in families and another thing to kind of keep in mind is there's many things kind of that keep a parent from uh, going back to repair the rupture because often it's just kind of easy to just say oh my god you know fine okay i'm going to calm down i'll wait for my child to calm down and let's just move on you know i don't want to think about it i don't want to go back there it's too uncomfortable to talk about it uh, and i'm already feeling a lot of shame and guilt about what happened let's just move on right it's very easy to, to do that as a parent uh, but that's not helpful because the lingering effects of that rupture has already seeped into the psyche of the child and there's always sort of a residue that's left over which then affects the relationship going forward so it's really important to try to repair that rupture as close to the incident as possible and especially with younger children it's it's important to do it in within hours and if not within the same day uh, and with younger kids you can you can do role playing uh, you can make book uh, draw out what happened you know what you said what the child said uh, and you can kind of make it a kind of an interactive way of just uh, processing what happened and when you go back to repair a rupture it's really important to remember it's not about trying to say who was right and who was wrong it's not about like oh you know but you did that and you know i was i had told you this so many times before and how wrong you are and how right i am you know it's not about that it's really not about right and wrong and who you know it's really about making that connection and coming back and reconnecting and hugging it out you know if you uh, and for younger children they may not mind you being physically close to them in this process of repairing the rupture teenagers may not want you anywhere near them you know maybe you do this at a distance right and for older children you can repair the rupture you know a little bit later it can maybe 2 3 days later you can still have that conversation and because they may not be ready to talk to you immediately which is fine but don't give up like even if they push you away uh, it's important to go back and keep restating your intention to reconnect with them so that's really important Saitri I really liked how you are actually spelling out the differences in approach with different age groups and I think that's definitely a key thing to remember because of the different developmental stages they are in I wanted to ask you a follow up question on the things specifically talked about 2 minutes ago you were saying that the goal is not to 
prove who was right or wrong. So what are you actually doing then when you're connecting with the child and you're going through like the event and the transaction of the different things that went back and forth? Are you just like spelling those out? What is it that you're doing to really connect with your child? How are you doing that? So one aspect of it is really, it's to process what happened, right? It's to actually make sense of what happened and to be understood. You know, it's like to be able to express to the child, hey, you know what? When this happened, I was really feeling this and I was really needing this. And I wonder if you were feeling this and you were needing this, you know? So really, again, connecting back to the feelings and needs were alive in that moment. Uh, But also it's an opportunity to apologize you know, it doesn't hurt to apologize if you've been in the wrong. And and it's a, your child, that example, to say that if my mom or dad knows how to admit that they haven't done right by me and they've apologized and now I know how to do that. You know, I'm, I'm learning that skill of admitting and taking accountability when things go wrong. So it's an opportunity to apologize. It's an opportunity to be understood and to understand. Uh, it's an opportunity to reconnect as and then go back to reestablish that relationship. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I think it's very important to process those emotions in the that heated moment, maybe get, get buried and, you know, because you don't want to talk about it often, they can get you know, deep below and bottle up at some point and then can lead to another explosion at some other point, right? So really liked how you're actually telling us how some of the foundational stuff with off-need skill you were building us with is all kind of ties in together. So you're not only just like going over the incident and processing it, but you're also kind of now being more aware of like, oh, probably this was my need and this was how I was feeling because that's what happens after we've exploded we reflect back and then we're like oh yeah i was kind of having these things going on that day so so now you are like learning and saying oh next time i start noticing these things building i kind of be on a watch out that i don't let it explode right so i catch it at that level and i think uh, this is a really key part of this process because when you go through this process of actually First of all, getting familiar with the energy of anger, knowing how to regulate, and then going back and repairing the rupture. You learn so much about yourself in the process, and you learn about each other in this process. And that knowledge then you know, helps you not repeat the same thing the next time. You, you have more capacity to be empathetic and to understand your child and say, oh, you know, now I know my son doesn't like it when I call him uh, when he's in the middle of you know, doing something. I mean, that's a simple uh, example, but like it gives you more information about each other in a deeper way. And you have the ability to talk about some of these things in a much deeper way and really connecting with underlying feelings that a person was having in any given moment. So it's a a powerful teacher, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes makes a lot of sense. So so you, you know, you do this kind of pretty early on or as soon as possible with the younger kids. Uh, but with the teens, you kind of wait out because they are probably not ready to have a conversation with you about this, even though you may want to after a few hours. So you're saying it's okay to wait for even a few days to do that. Yes, but it's not too late for teenagers, even if you wait like two, three days after the incident to say, hey, you know, can we talk about this? I really want us to understand each other. I really want to heal what happened. So, so continuing to express that intention um, till they're ready to talk about it and not to give up. 
Um, and you can come up with other solutions too. Maybe you offer them the opportunity to just journal or draw what happened. Um, you know, some children may uh, like to write a song about it. You know, you never know. I mean, this, there can be different ways to do this. The, the important thing there is to be able to process it, to understand it, and, and then come back together and to maintain that relationship because it's so precious our relationship with our children and there's no price we can put on that right like and we want that to be a close relationship even after they grow up and leave us and go become independent adults uh, we want them to be able to come back to us and to have that feeling of warmth and love and connection uh, so these uh, incidents when they happen uh, it's important to repair them as and when they happen so that they don't build up and create a larger rift in the relationship that's so true. That makes a lot of sense. So, Gayatri, what happens in instances where the youth is never ready? Like, you know, sometimes they may be like, no, I just don't want to talk about it. Like, I'm done. That was too painful of an incident. I, I, I've forgotten about it. You, you know, teens can come up with various reasons. I'm just curious to know if you've encountered any situations in your work with parents where they've had this type of situation, the parent is continuing to express their intention and their, their willingness to wanting to repair this disrupture? Yeah, I think, you know, it has to be done in an artful way. And, and again, a lot of it is really tuning in, right? It's like learning how to read the signals. Timing is important. So, you know, you've got to catch them in a moment when they're relaxed. Maybe they're just sitting when, you know, they're in a calm state of mind. Or you can have a change of scene and say, hey, do you want to come for a walk with me? And then use that time to kind of broach the subject and say, hey, you know, when this happened, I can imagine it was really scary for you when that happened. And I feel really ashamed about it. And I'm sorry. You know, and you can just start there and then be very present and mindful and see, you know, where, where they are and they may say something. So you've got to keep that presence, the openness of heart, openness of mind, and be willing to kind of do the dance with them as in the moment, you know, and not to have some preconceived idea about how this conversation is going to go, right? You have to be willing to be open to that present moment situation and continue to stay mindful and continue to stay connected and empathetic. So what I'm hearing is that don't give up, keep trying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, in that dynamic, you are the mature, older person. And that's kind of what I think makes this relationship so unique and beautiful that we are in that role of like, oh, this is my baby, but it's also like, I'm also a teacher to a certain extent, or I want to teach them the right things to be the, the great citizens of tomorrow. So, so you don't give up, you keep working on it. And like how you said, like if it was where you did something and you lost it to an extent where there was no fault of theirs and you were having a bad day, you even admit and say sorry and you say I'm ashamed of what happened and I think that was scary and really touch upon those feelings yeah. and the needs that were not met in that incident and that might be opening a gate for them to see that oh yeah you know she messed up I should give her a chance to talk more or let's kind of have a conversation around it I can see how that can slowly open the door for you and you'll be surprised at what kinds of conversations can come from these. You know, you can really get to understand your child much better when you can have those deep conversations about some of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I totally 
agree with some of the experience I've had. I think it absolutely gives you a total di different insight into what your child is and what their personality is and what their actual needs are and things like that. So thank you again. This is a really very, very valuable episode. I would say parents don't miss this one. <laughs> Share it with other parents because this is something we deal with in our day-to-day -day life. So thanks again, Gayatri. We will see you guys next week. Till then, stay safe and take care. Thank you, Lena. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving, a podcast series by Tarika Foundation focused on youth mental health. If you like our podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Stay safe and healthy. Till next time.